You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. People with um, chronic anxiety might feel very anxious about going outside or engaging in social settings with other people or just talking about it because I don't know how to explain how I'm feeling now and I don't understand it and I don't know what's going on. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Des. Well, welcome to this week's show, wherever you are around Australia, really, really appreciate you tuning in. And this week, just a quick heads up, we are tackling one of the biggest issues in Australia right now. So stay tuned for this week's show. In the meantime, a reminder, our website, MomentumAustralia.org, you can find previous episodes of the show, find out more a bit about Momentum and uh, who we are, Tim and Des. And also, if you'd like to contribute a few dollars to keeping Momentum on the air, we'd really, really appreciate your support, MomentumAustralia.org. But Des, my friend, you good? I'm really good. I'm looking forward to this discussion. You know, you know, the subject that we're talking about today is very, very key. It's key for, you know, not just men, but for, you know, all, in all areas, walks of life, from the wealthy to the poor, whatever. And the issue is anxiety. And, you know, one of the things we'll talk about in this session is what really is anxiety, how does it compare to just being concerned about things? And you're living with anxiety and, and it's not an easy thing to do. It takes a lot of strength to live with anxiety and get through that space. It's fair to say that we as a nation struggle with mental health on an ongoing basis. Stats about you know, mental health, well-being, you know, suicide, depression, all those things are huge. In fact, one research says 61% of Australians admit to having some degree of struggle, but also uh, they they have difficulty managing their mental health. It's, it's a huge issue. We're delighted to have with us today a dear friend of ours, um, Nick Marks. And Nick is the CEO of AIFC, which stands for the Australian Institute of family counselling. Welcome, Nick. Hi, Des, and hi, Tim. Great to be with you both again. Thanks for having me on Momentum. It's great to have you, man. We really appreciate you coming back on. Um, Nick has been on the show before, as I mentioned before, MomentumAustralia.org if you'd like to hear previous episodes. But I want to start the show by pointing you to a recent podcast from AAFC. Now, their own podcast channel is called Council Culture. And the podcast that we're referring to today is how do you talk to someone when they're struggling with anxiety? So if you'd like to listen to that after the show, cancelculture.org.au or aifc.com.au are the websites that will get you that. So as Des mentioned, 61% of us in Australia are having some degree of struggle with our mental health. Nick, can I ask you from your perspective as a counsellor and of course as the CEO of AIFC, what you've witnessed and experienced over the last couple of years, does that statistic surprise you? Do you think that that's pretty accurate in, in where Australia is right now? Yeah, um, thanks, Tim. I, I think the trends in the data, um, they can always tell us things. that they Yes and no, in the sense that they they surprise me to the extent of, of how high they are and can be. And at the same level, if I reflect particularly on the last couple of years, you go, well, maybe not in the sense that so much has been going on. And if you sort of go around the around the dial looking at um, obviously things like pandemic and wars and um, um, different financial pressures and, and, and all the associated knock-on effects that come from those, as well as just the the things of uh, the things of life, you think, well, this is a lot of stuff going on out there. And that has knock-on effects, impacts on our mental and our emotional health. I think the other thing to mention is there. Um, there's the mental health issues, which are 
you know, diagnosable and measurable. And then I think there's these emotional health issues of, of or what's the status of our emotional health? Just it might not be a, a diagnosable thing per se, but it can still have a real impact on us where we can find our emotions are getting knocked around by certain things that we either may have a little bit of control of or absolutely no control of whatsoever, but it might be dominating our thinking. Hmm. So there could be men listening today who say, I'm not suffering from anxiety. You know, I'm just doing my life. How would you define for people what anxiety actually is? I think first thing to say is uh, it's a God-given thing in the sense that it can be a very normal part of life. Um, I may have, uh, I, I, to be very transparent with you and the audience, I, I feel a little bit of anxiety before I come on a show to do a podcast. So <laughs> that's, uh, you know, my my anxiety or my, my um, increases my breathing or heart rate and concentrates my blood flow to my brain where I hopefully use it and <laughs> and I need it. <laughs> it can be a really physical response to prepare for an intense situation or, or a situation. Um, hey, if it gets too intense, I might then start to feel lightheaded and nauseous and um, other things start to happen. And if that um, continued on for, say, more than six months, I'd, I'd probably have what's called a general anxiety disorder, which could be marked by something from a specific event or something in my life through to no logical reason at all. Um, and so if it gets to that three and six months, point, then it's really um, needs looking into in some more, more um, detail, diagnosing and treatment, and, and preferably even before that, because the impacts of that on our day-to-day lives can be, and those around us, I should say, as well, can be really significant. Nick, can we then, I suppose, look at some of the ways that anxiety can present itself? Because we, you know, we, we've all heard of people having burnout and, you know, we've all been close to someone or have heard stories of people burning out, which for me indicates that they probably held stress or anxiety, but for some reason didn't acknowledge it or were able to kind of put it to one side and not look at it, but just keep plowing on until their body just literally went, I need to stop. So for for men listening right now, what are some of the key things perhaps if we're constantly holding this state of anxiety that we could look at in our lives or in our bodies or our actions or whatever that would indicate that we're probably holding a degree of anxiety and or stress? Yeah, okay, that's that's a great question and it's a big one. Um, first thing I'd say is um, probably a quote speak Pete Scazzaro and say, um, you know, your body is a major profit, not a minor profit. Hmm. It's really important that we listen to our bodies and our bodies will tell us things um, of how we're going. Um, so it'll it'll give us some indicators. And so if there's something that's ailing us, even if we don't understand it, probably if we don't understand it, it's good to reach out and get some sort of help and talk to somebody. We might circle back on that. In, in terms of some of the effects it can have, there's the, those, those physical effects. I think it can start off sometimes like um, a feeling. Um, I'm feeling worried about something and then there can be, you know, that quickening pulse and, and you might get a bit sweaty or, or um, um, you know, that's your blood vessels constricting and, and hopefully blood being diverted to different parts where it can be needed, as I said. But if it mm. goes on for too long, that can start to have effect on our, our central nervous system, um, our cardiovascular system. Um, you know, our digestive system gets stomach aches and diarrhea and, and sort of tummy issues. Um, even our immunity longer term, if this goes on and on and on, sort of unchecked or running rampant. And so it can have quite a physical 
um, manifestation or, or um, how it shows up and often accompanied by some feeling of sort of dread and, and our thinking is it's usually not exclusively but usually future-focused and it could be around a scenario of, well, what if, usually starts with what if, what if that happens and then that and what am I going to do if that then happens? And so we start projecting into the future and doing this negative scenario planning and some of that may, may be based on some real things that have happened. A lot of it might be, you know, connecting dots that, may never actually eventuate, but it has a strong effect on our body. And so that can, you know, as I say, sort of move in and and take up the spare bedroom and and not want to move out again. And it can be very hard to deal with and really kind of feel like it's taking over to the point where, you know, people with um, chronic anxiety might feel very, again, anxious about going outside or engaging in social um, settings with other people or just talking about it because I don't know how to explain how I'm feeling now and I don't understand it and I don't know what's going on. And so it can have very negative compounding effect if left unchecked over periods of time. You mentioned um, the like forward thinking things. So this may happen in the future and so forth. Yeah. But also, I guess, you know, people get anxious about their space right now. So, you know, I'm, I've got a marriage that's not healthy. I've got my kids don't respond the way I want them to respond or whatever the yeah. situation may be. So they're dealing with things right now. And so if a man is listening and he's going through these issues and he sees it as anxiety, what can he do? Because the situation, I mean, it's different in the future because you can take decisions that will change that. But for now, you're in the yeah. middle of this battle and you're yeah. anxious about it. What can you do? I think reflecting on it and having time to think about it is really good if you can. And then reaching out, and this can be the hard bit for us guys, is, is, and that might just be reaching out to a trusted friend. It could be um, chatting with your pastor. And these people don't necessarily have to have all the medical answers, but you're just telling somebody. You know, we can bear one another's burdens just by sharing it. Hmm. And so just talking to somebody about this is great because it can get it out of our heads, out of our life particularly if you can identify it with something like you just said, Des, if it's, you know, um, this particular situation is causing me some stress and associated anxiety and it's been, it's just started or it's been going on for a really long time. If you can pinpoint it, that's in a sense even better. Um, Sometimes it's just nebulous and, um, you know, people aren't able to pinpoint it specifically. But if you can, that helps to be able to connect it, share it with somebody um, yeah. And again, if it's if it is or has been going on for some period of time, it is great to be able to talk to a professional, a Christian counsellor, psychologist, to your GP. There's um, a myriad of help out there that can um, speak into this and help with treatment. Doesn't always mean that it's going to be the cure straight away, um, but there is a, there are a lot of things that can be done to alleviate this. And I think. One of those that comes just right at the, the get-go is you're not alone in this, you really aren't, and a lot of people have and will struggle with this, and there is help available. I really want to underline and put an exclamation mark on that for, uh, for the men listening. I want to come back to that because I think we'll, we'll touch on where that may go for men and the fact that men sometimes would prefer to suffer in silence. Let's talk about that in the second part of the show because that's a, that's a huge issue. 
But Nick, can I just say about this whole, uh, and look, Des and I have, have advocates and momentum generically. One of our key messages is men reaching out and, and making connection and having conversations. So I just want to say that up front. But can I also say that, do you think that some of the reason we don't reach out is because when you do kind of have that conversation with someone, in some ways it can help because as you know, the saying goes, a problem shared is a problem halved. But also when you're in that space, it kind of stirs that stuff up again. And sometimes we're trying to forget it. We don't want to look at it, you know, which is why we just keep plowing on. Just can you speak into that space for me? Because I think some people might go, I'm not sure if me sitting in that space and stirring this whole stuff up again is actually making me feel worse because then I feel more agitated when I'm trying to share this <laughs> stuff with someone, even though the end result could benefit me. Does that make sense? It does. And I can relate to that. And I've done that myself. So let me say that on multiple occasions. So sometimes maybe like me and you can be a slow learner. And you just have to do a few trips around the merry-go-round to go, you know what, this isn't going so well for me. I think I need to talk to somebody about this. There's also a sense behind that, I think, particularly with us blokes and and maybe some of our listeners can relate of that, um, you know, like being the DIY guy and I'm going to fix this to myself Mm. and it's going to be okay. I I can take care of it. Also, yeah, that that inhibition or holding back on on asking others, it can be a big deal. Um, Yeah, and, and as you were saying, Tim, if that's, um, going sometimes it can stir it up. I think it's important who you first talk to that they are someone who actually can listen and isn't thinking about what they're going to say to you in reply while you're telling them something really vulnerable. <laughs> mm. So being a safe person to talk to is really important. Yes. And yeah, it may stir some things up. Um, there's, a, there's a phrase I like to use. Sometimes it involves a bit of going backwards to go forwards. Yeah. And so it's, it's it good. might be, is there a root cause to this? Do we even know what's driving this? Um, but again, in, in a safe place there, the benefits of getting this out into the light, out on the table, as much as we can explain it and articulate it, um, is the, the rewards are there. And it just, you know, I think as guys, we tend to not relate so much face-to-face. We tend to do better shoulder-to-shoulder. That's true. And I think if you've literally got somebody walking alongside you, particularly another bloke, um, who may have already been this through this, or can, or at least um, can empathise with you, and, and and is someone I think this is important too. Hopefully, if you can have somebody who might be able to is is well known to you, or can walk alongside you on this journey, because it m- might not and may very well not be an overnight journey. It could be some mm. time. It's interesting you talk about shoulder to shoulder. Uh, yeah, in a previous uh, life, we had uh, a fishing group um, of men, men's fishing group, and we had 109 men in that group. Wow. And out of the 109 men, five of them were Christians. The rest were just men <laughs> who wanted company. Um, and, yeah. and you're spot on because once they stand together and they throw the, the, the bait into the river or whatever, you know, yeah. they have to stand there and wait. And what do they do? They'll just talk about life and mm. yeah, that's mm. it. Yeah. And you're spot on. Yeah. To- totally agree. Yeah. Let's take a pause there. I hope you're enjoying this week's show, by the way. We're chatting with uh, Nick Marks from AIFC and uh, talking about a podcast and their own podcast channel. It's called Cancel Culture. Uh, how do you talk to someone when they're struggling with anxiety? Again, cancelculture.org.au or aifc.com.au if you'd like to access that podcast. But Nick Marks is back after the break. And, uh, you know, Des, you mentioned there about standing side by side. There'd be many men listening who perhaps don't have that and they're suffering in the silence. 
maybe that's you right now listening. We want to speak into that space on the other side of that break. So stay tuned. We're coming back with Nick Marks right here at Momentum. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Well, welcome back to Momentum. Thanks for hanging around and tuning back in. We are with uh, Nick Marks uh, this week from uh, AIFC. And we're talking about uh, their podcast. It's called Cancel Culture. And uh, the particular podcast that we're referring to is how do you talk to someone when they are struggling with anxiety? Again, cancelculture.org.au or aifc.com.au are their websites. And Momentum's website, momentumaustralia.org, find out a bit more about what we do and why we exist. You know, part of the reason, though, why we exist here at Momentum is to get people just like you listening connected and getting you talking about some of the stuff that's happening in your life. Too many men live lives of quiet desperation and you know nick the the suicide rate here in australia for men um is three out of every four so three out of every four deaths in australia is a man committing suicide um men would prefer to suffer in silence it seems rather than actually have a conversation confess about what's happening in their life and particularly this week we're talking about anxiety and this is something that perhaps isn't necessarily a very masculine thing to admit that you're struggling with. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling stressed because we as men like to think that we've got everything together. So just speak into that for me for men listening right now. If they're feeling like they're feeling that, but they don't have a support base, they don't have options or seemingly don't have options in front of them. uh, What can men in that space do? What should they do? There are things and there is hope and there are a lot of things that they can connect into but at some point, it's going to have to involve connecting in. There's a lot of lot of men, I guess in particular, who get to a point where they see their world as being better if they were not in it. Oh, totally. So, totally. so they get to that point where you know they've they've tried things maybe um, that you know they maybe lost their job. They don't see themselves getting another job. What is their identity? How are they going to do life? Yep. And the core of that is their identity. Yes, that's, that's exactly right. And so, so if there's men here who are, you know, on that path, on that journey, that says, you know, I don't see myself as having value. I think mm. my family would be happier if I wasn't around. Mm. What do you say to somebody like that? Mm. Mm. There's the thing that we can say, and then there's what can they do. Yes. And Tim's questions around what what can they do. Yes. Um, so there's definitely things to say to speak into that, to reach them and, and encourage them. And the main thing that comes to heart and mind is that they are worth it and that they do really matter, particularly in terms of who God says they are, Yes. Um, which they may or may not know that, of course. Mm. And then the other one is that at some point taking a step to, which can involve taking a risk again to connect in somewhere with somebody in their life that they can talk to about this. So Nick, um, obviously there's guys are different levels in you know their world in terms of anxiety, in terms of depression, in terms of maybe even you know the the big suicide word. Um, and so you know we want to try and help men through that journey. Now clearly there are things in all three of those phases that men need to think about in terms of their identity, their their family, all, all those sort of things and the impact. Can you talk talk to that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, sure, Des. I, I think there's there's a few things in that. I, I think the important things, if if someone listening or someone that um, you know is thinking about that, 
we call suicidal ideation or, or might be thinking I'm not, I'm not worth it or whatever it might be, I'd be better off not here, is pick up the phone and talk to somebody that you can talk to. Um, even if you think it's a stretch, it might be picking up the phone and calling Lifeline. So that would be my first comment is that if that sort of thinking is in their mind, act on um, that in terms of reaching out to somebody and, and tell them what you're thinking, as uncomfortable and as, as dreadful as it might feel or sound, act on that. I really, really encourage the guys to do that. Um, the other one is to come back sort of, I suppose, underneath the root of that is is our worth and our identity is um, every man, um, every person, uh, every woman, every man, every person is is very is worth it. Has a great and immense value, even though at times we may not feel it ourselves. So it's important to remember that um, we are of great value. And 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 for me, that comes from knowing God and what He says about me. And that, regardless of what's going in my life, to come back to that um, bedrock foundation truth of um, who he says I am and that I'm his son and that I matter greatly to him, even though, um, especially when I fluff it and, and make a mess of things and, and, and it doesn't go the way I want to go uh, with things, he's there and who he says I am. And so that might be the case for some of you. This might not be the case for others, but I think that's an important thing to say and, and, and his word tells us a lot about that. Um, the other thing I can would encourage the guys to do is um, these emotions are strong, these feelings are strong. You know what? It's okay to be uncomfortable with these emotions because they're pretty uncomfortable. And so I think we can not, need to not be afraid of anxiety, as ironic as that might sound. Um, think about what we're thinking about. Be curious with it and explore it and think, oh, yeah, I'm actually feeling quite anxious now. What's that about? Um, and join some dots on where it's coming from. Um, so getting uncomfortable, getting more comfortable, if you like, with some of these uncomfortable emotions, being curious about it um, and starting to make some of these changes in our life or at least explore it. And again, um, just um, surveying your circle of, um, of friends or people in your network that you can have some conversation with about this is really important because it can be the starting point because it gets it out of your head and having some real conversations about it. And that can be the start of the healing journey. Nick, we've spoken from one half of the coin here or one side of the coin, and that is that we're, we're talking to people who might be struggling with anxiety, right, and struggling with this. Let's speak on to the other side of that, where it's that we're married or we're in a relationship or we're working with someone or, you know, we have somebody alongside of us in our lives that, we're okay, but we can see that they're struggling, right? Um, now, of course, if it's a if it's a really bad case, and, and you know they're they're on the other end of the spectrum where it's like we feel like we've lost them, like we can't we can't speak hope that they seem hopeless. We we're not sure what to say. What are some key things to do or not do if we have somebody in our life that's in in this space? and are really struggling in this space? Yeah, thanks, Tim. It's really good questions. And, hey, let me just say, um, maybe you guys like me, have, um, I've said things that I wish I'd never said. <laughs> so, and we've all done it. <laughs> you know, hands up if you've ever said something stupid. <laughs> I've got both up at the moment. I'm waving them around. So, 
So um, sometimes we say things that aren't wise, and but more often than not, it comes from a good place, and we're yeah. being good-willed yes. and good intentions. We have their best interests at heart, but we just, you know, that whole brain mouth thing just doesn't work. So a couple of things I think though that we can um, have takeaways here are um, giving advice. It's usually a no-no. Um, uh, taming the advice monster, um, which is a hard one for all of us because we all love to, you know, let everybody know what our, our wonderful advice is, unless <laughs> it's in, unless it's invited in. So if it's invited. So hey, can you give me some advice on X, Y, and Z? Then you've been invited. You should. I think being dismissive is like, you know, you'll be right, you know, yeah, um, suck it up, yeah. build a bridge, all that sort of stuff. We're yeah. just not listening when they're telling you something quite important, like, you know, give your full attention. Um, and, and that's actually, I'll come back to attention because that's a really important one. Um, sometimes if we're, you know, people of faith, we can think, oh, well, you know, Christians shouldn't have these sorts of issues um, around anxiety or depression or whatever it might mm. be. Um, and that's just... Um, Bad theology is one thing, and it's also um, not helpful to to carry that attitude because you will project that attitude onto the other person. Um, and the old chestnut of you know quoting scripture out of context. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's probably never good at any time, but especially when you're you know treading on sensitive ground here with someone yes. who, who's struggling with anxiety. So mm. there's some don'ts, or, or be careful of that. Yes, um, I think helpful things are. Something like, again, that curiosity that I mentioned, be curious with the person going, start with a question and ask around, um, I'm not sure how to best help you, so what would be helpful? What would it look like now for me to help you? Because I don't mm. know. Yeah. Mm. Start there because I don't because you probably don't know. Mm. And if you think you do, you might be wrong. <laughs> so, yes. so, you know, it's best yes. not to assume. So. So being curious with that and asking them how could you best help them, um, as I said, really um, being present. Yeah. Um, you know, we see in the scriptures, and, and Jesus was a pretty busy guy, and he had a lot on. But in all of his interactions with people, he was he was very present, mm. um, as if that person was the only person that mattered to him in the world right there and then. Yeah, and so good. I think that's a really good thing. Um, and and so you're building and maintaining relationship with people. So, you know, healing happens in the context of relationship. That's why yeah. it's so important, and that's why we can not do so well when we get isolated. And, gee, there's been some isolation over the last couple of years yeah. in particular. Mm. Healing happens in the context of that relationship. So even though the, the person who might be anxious or with other mental or emotional health issues um, they might be hard to maintain a relationship. They might be hard to love at the moment and um, they might be pushing you away. Um, they, they might be being quite difficult. Um, and so being, the other one I'd say is, is being a calm, a calming, non-anxious presence because anxiety, for example, can be um, contagious. Um, yeah. And so that's a really important one. Um, and we won't get all of these right all the time, but they're just things to reflect and think about. Um, and it's okay too to to gently to um, have a conversation around how they're going with their elements of their lifestyle. It might be around physical activity or or diet. You know, food is important in terms of mental health. Um, moving, as in physical activity, um, you know, things like breathing exercises or their daily rhythms. Um, you know, when they get up in the morning and what their day and the structure of their day looks like. Yeah, mm. none of these are silver bullets, but. They can serve as anchors that help 
um, structure the day because we really, um, when we boil this all down, we're all going along day by day. And so, you know, we only really have today and so we want to navigate and do today as well as we can. But when we're in the throes of these mental health conditions like anxiety, we can lose um, be a little bit like a compass spinning and we can lose our navigation skills. And so someone coming along and helping with us can be a really, really good thing. Uh, and the other thing for, for that person might just be to help them look at what might be some things in their life, again, gently challenge them, what might be some things in our life that might be toxic or unhealthy that need to go. Yeah. Um, as well as things that we can bring in. So there's a there's a few things in there. And, and if that person is a person of faith, um, again, not quoting scripture out of context and sort of hitting them over the head with it, but just reminding them of some of those great scriptures that are God's promises of who we are again and that he'll never leave us and the opportunity here to grow in trust. And I'd probably be the last point I'd say, and I'll, I'll stop because I've probably gone over the limit here, <laughs> <laughs> is around... Um, is around hope, you know, like Romans 5 um, talks about suffering um, and it in, leads to endurance and endurance leads to character and character leads to hope. And so it's something we've got to practice. I don't think hope just pops out, you know, of the air. It's something that we um, need to practice and practice and practice so we build that muscle of hope in a way because um, there's a lot going on in the world that wants to chip away at that all the time. So We've got to keep practicing these habits and and build this framework into our life, this scaffolding in our life that holds us up as hard things come along. So they're just some things. That's, that's really good. Um, you know, one of the things I was thinking about when you were talking was the power of silence mm. and the power of listening. Yeah, and and it's so true. You know, if you're if uh, you're talking to somebody and you know they're anxious and you know they're struggling with life. Take yeah. time. You're never too busy. Take time to listen and and let them talk about what's happening in their world. That's so good, Des, because it, it might be just quietly sitting with them for a period of silence. Mm. Nothing said. And we all know the traditional Australian phrase, of course, which is, how you going? <laughs> and generally, most of us will respond, yeah, I'm good. Yes, and you know we just want to leave and say uh, leave the show today and say when when you get that maybe challenge that yes challenge that back and go but are you really yes or how are you how are you really doing um, because a lot of us kind of brush this stuff off and a lot of us actually really want someone that's going to have the second question that's actually willing to sit in that space with us because we all need those people it's been an amazing uh, podcast hopefully you've had something out of this um, just referring back to where this whole uh, anxiety concept and, and thought came from and that was the AIFC podcast it's called cancel culture how to talk to someone when they're struggling with anxiety Nick Marks the CEO has talked about some of the things there and I'm sure that they will explore that more in detail at that podcast at cancelculture.org.au or aifc.com.au if you'd like to check out that website in full. Momentumaustralia.org, just to throw another website at you before we finish. <laughs> uh, that is the Momentum website. You can find more details about Des and I, why we exist, and of course, you can hear this episode and previous episodes of the show as well. And if you'd like to support us financially, that would be really terrific. We appreciate that. Momentumaustralia.org. Nick and Des, thank you for another great show, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you for speaking into men's lives all around Australia. You guys take care. We'll talk again next week. Absolutely. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, guys. Bye.
bless you. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum. Momentum.